Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Payne and Pendergast with you on a football Friday. Speaking of football, it is the segment that has everybody talking. We're going to do a bonus game. Usually do three games with Mattress Mac. We're doing all four divisional round games this weekend. He's got a huge promotion going on. He had one going on last week with the team from Dallas. He's got it going on again. I'm going to let him tell you about that in just a second. Was we welcome in the owner and founder of Gallery Furniture, Mattress Mac, Jim McInvale for Max Picks. And Mac, boy, your customers got over last week with all that free furniture they got from the team from Dallas winning a football game. They sure did. We did the promotion. Said the team from Dallas beat the team from Tampa Bay. You get free furniture. And hundreds of customers were delighted Monday night when Dallas won the big game against Tampa, and they're getting free, free, free furniture, great furniture, and the price is absolutely free, and the opportunity to do it again this week. Yeah, Dallas and San Francisco this week, and we're going to get to that game and get to that promotion. But let's rapid-fire these picks, Mac. we got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. we got the team from Jacksonville in Kansas City. Kansas City favored by 8.5. Who do you got? i got to go with Kansas City on that one. So they Kansas City, and they cover that. I used to go. I used to go to the Kansas City games way back when, when they were the Dallas Texans, and I got in for free at the Cotton Bowl. So I remember that from a long time ago. So that's you got a good memory, absolutely. The first iteration of the Texans. So there you go. So Kansas City minus the eight and a half. The late game on Saturday, Mac. The uh, the blue team from New York, we'll call them, is in Philadelphia to take on the team from Philadelphia minus seven and a half for the home team. Who do you got there? I got to go with the Eagles on that one. I think Jalen Hurts going to be. Uh, in good shape, and uh, I think we're going to beat the Giants. All those Giants have had a heck of a year. Yeah, those two teams, both teams that have the bye are playing on Saturday, Kansas City and Philadelphia. Mac has both of them covering those numbers. And we get to the two games, a little tighter games on Sunday, Mac. We start in Buffalo, Cincinnati in Buffalo. This was the game that was supposed to happen on Monday Night Football a few weeks back and did not happen, but Buffalo favored by 5.5. Who do you got in that one? Got to go with Cincinnati. On that one, I'm a big Gerald Burrows fan, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, a very competitive game, looking for Joe Burrow to have a big game. There you go. So Cincinnati covering the five and a half and maybe even winning it outright. And then, Mac, we get to the game that is tied to the promotion that you're doing this week. Dallas in San Francisco. San Francisco favored by three and a half. Who do you got? And then what are the customers going to get when they back that team from Dallas? I certainly like the team from Dallas. I think they're going to win straight up. I think Dallas has a great team, although San Francisco does as well. But I think the quarterback, um, Dak's going to continue to play very well in the uh, – might be too much for the rookie out in San Fran. So I'm going with the team from Dallas. And the promotion is if you buy a Tempreed, Sealy, Stearns, and Foster mattress, 3000 plus team from Dallas wins like they did last week. Your mattress purchase is absolutely free, free, free. What an opportunity. 
Lots of people taking advantage of it. Well, there you go. It's get on out there. Gallery Furniture, I-45 North, between Tidwell and Parker. You back that team from Dallas, and you could be getting your furniture free, free, free from the great Mattress Mac. Mac, appreciate the time. As always, enjoy the games this weekend. John, great to talk to you. Thank you. All right, good stuff from Mattress Mac. He's got the two favorites on uh, on Saturday, and he's got the two underdogs on a Sunday. So we'll track and see how he does, as we've been doing all year long on Max Picks, courtesy of Gallery Furniture. And, of course, if we're talking about Gallery Furniture, you just heard it. If the team from Dallas wins, uh, you get your furniture free, free, free. So, uh, so for sure, check that out. Mattress Mac, of course, he's the king of furniture financing as well. They work overtime to get your furniture financed today and deliver your f- new furniture tonight. They've got incredible deferred interest financing. They've got all kinds of packages, so don't feel like you're going to walk in there like, and oh, I'm on, oh my gosh, if, we, if, if the team from Dallas doesn't win, what's going to happen? Um, he can take care of you in the financing realm as well. So if it's your New Year's resolution to sleep better, um, you can buy a uh, Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Stearns & Foster, $3,000 or more, take possession immediately, and if the team from Dallas in San Francisco, wins this Sunday. If they win, you get 100% of your money back. So the great Mattress Mac, as he did last weekend with the team from Dallas winning, providing all sorts of free, free, free furniture and mattresses for everybody here in the city of Houston. It's Gallery Furniture, I-45 North between Tidwell and Parker. Go check out our good friend, Mattress Mac. Up next, let's go back in the uh, Wayback Machine, shall we? Um, The Texans are in the middle of a head coaching search. What might have been with previous Texans head coaching searches? Or did the Texans get it right on some of these? We will discuss next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. A couple quick texts from the trailer wheel and frame text page before we go back and relive the magic of previous Texans head coaching searches. This is going to be a good exercise because it really does go to show you just the miss rate on head coaches in general every cycle. It's a little bit scary, but real quick. Just to clarify a couple things on the text page here. Oh. Um, this is uh, the trailer wheel and frame text page, by the way. Thank you. 3732. Hey, did you all see that Peyton postponed his Carolina interview? I think a decision is coming soon. Let's be very clear. He That interview got postponed from the Carolina side because Dave Tepper and his wife and the people in the traveling party had to go back to Charlotte because a player on Tepper's Charlotte-based soccer team died in a boating accident so yeah yeah it's got nothing uh, to do with the panthers head coaching job yeah so (laughs) it's um without and i don't think it would have affected like obviously there are greater concerns there um but i think uh yeah i like maybe it delays it a day or two but it didn't it didn't feel like anybody was Everything's been pretty like late. there hasn't been a rush in the last couple of years. No, there wasn't a hire last year until January twenty seventh. Right. 
so a week from now um, was the first hire last year. So I, I don't think that uh, this necessarily means that all of a sudden one team's going to miss out or anything. This is just kind of a funny text, 7808. Do you think the Eagles and Giants offensive coordinators with their running quarterbacks are getting looked at so the Texans can start Jeff Driscoll next year? <laughs> you know what? That was the most frustrating thing about this season. There were there were certain things and in, in ways the season went where yes you got to cut the coaches a break and give them some slack because you know there there's limited talent with which to deal there just is but there are some things that Pep Hamilton continued to do that just defied explanation including his adherence to this notion that Jeff Driscoll was somehow athletic by NFL standards you know early in the season I got excited when they would bring in Driscoll for a play here or there. But I was curious to see, okay, how's this going to develop once teams have film and know and see that Driscoll can actually run a little bit? And the answer was that they swallowed him up like uh, like they were a Roomba and he was a dust bunny. It's uh, like there, he, there was no athleticism to speak of. And yet they kept running him out there. And the other thing that drove me crazy too is twofold. One was, okay, Driscoll showed multiple times that he actually doesn't have a knack for the quarterback sneak. So to bring him in to run a QB sneak is kind of dumb. I'm, I'm like, Davis Mills at least has some natural bulk and power to him. Um, but the two, as the rest of the league is watching the, the QB sneak where you have pushers behind you, is getting, is successful at like a 90% clip for the Eagles, for instance. Texans actually played the Eagles and would have seen that and scouted it, and yet the Texans, when they do their QB sneaks, same old, like, well, let's see if the quarterback can sneak his way across the line. (laughs) It's 2004. (laughs) Just idiotic stuff. Like, it doesn't – they changed that rule. It it is amazing how stupid sports leagues are sometimes. You know, it took forever. It took, like, three decades for NBA teams to really realize, like, the value of a three-point shot. Yes. It was like, like, three it versus was for two. Decades. Like, oh, wait a second now. Hmm. I've got this math genius on my staff. It took me hiring Daryl Morey to realize that, like, oh, wait a second, three is much more than two. He's telling um, me <laughs> that these shots are worth 50% more than yeah. these shots. So yeah. it's the same thing. So I'm, I'm building to a rules change in the NFL. So the same thing with zone defense in the NBA. It took a long time for teams to really start utilizing zone defense because there was, like, a machismo attached to playing man. Yeah. Like, idiotically a long time. For, for zone to be integrated and implemented in the NBA. Likewise, they changed the rule for whether you're allowed to push a ball carrier. I think it was like a decade ago. And I, cause I'll be honest with you, the last few couple of years when we started to see this more and more with the QB sneaks, when they push a guy, like I, growing up, I was always told that was illegal. As an offensive lineman, you're not allowed to push the ball carrier. But then you started seeing and it wasn't getting flagged. They changed the rules. And yet it's like this year is the year all of a sudden they realize, oh, wait a second. Oh, we can do We that. can just run a QB sneak. Yeah. And it's almost unstoppable. Yeah. And, and or if they do want to stop it, we'll do like the Bills did. Yeah. And just, was it the Bills or the Jags? It just fl- Oh, no, the Jags. They flipped it out. They, yeah. they lined up like they were going to do a QB sneak and then flipped it out to the side. Yep. And there's almost no way to stop that. So the Texans are the Texans are on a, a head coaching search. They're sixth in franchise history. 
Yeah, what, what even started that? Rant Matt about? Young, I don't know, something <laughs> I read on the text page. Oh, okay. Oh, Jeff yeah, Driscoll, about Driscoll being the Texans quarterback it's next year. It's a risky year. run when you read the text page, Sean. It is, it is. You don't that, want me to get me. off on a tangent about the rules changes that led to the current That's on me. Like, I, QB I, I think people enjoy that part of you, Seth. I'll be honest it. with you. Um, <laughs> Matt Young of the Houston Chronicle has a, an interesting piece, just sort of an historical overview of Texans head coaching searches in the past. I'm actually going to start at the furthest one back and move forward, just as I think the previous two. The the theme of this is, okay, who are the ones that got away in those various coaching cycles? The the two most recent, the David Culley and Lovey Smith ones are so recent and so bad <laughs> that I think it feels like every single hire that got hired in that cycle was the one that got away. Like, all these guys would have been better than David Culley. I like going back to the times when you were with the team, Seth. Now, you were not with the team yet when they hired Dom Capers, no. And I wasn't but, living in Houston at the time either, so these names are interesting to me. But it was interesting, too, because Dom and his staff kind of did a tour of the NFL in 2001. And he came, and you know, because he had been the defensive coordinator in Jacksonville before he got the job in Houston. And he actually came, and they observed for a while, and uh, they went to a game. My, my wife actually sat... I think she sat next to Dom or like one row behind him because he wanted to go. He hadn't really gotten a chance to see a lot of NFL games from the stands. Right. So he said he told her that they were going to a lot of games, uh, you know, and then and then she was like, hey, Seth really likes you. And uh, and, and then he took me. Yada, yada, she yada. Tampered, she tampered on my behalf. When yeah. did you uh, – I don't want to get too far in the weeds again, but like when did you feel like you might wind up with expansion team Houston? I was – well, we in Jacksonville, they had gotten themselves into a bit of a salary cap pickle. Yes. And the way they would tell it is they knew all along there would be some relief from the expansion draft. I'm not so sure about that. I think they got lucky. Um, so we all knew that there were going to be some guys that might get plunked by, uh, you know, uh, plucked by up yeah. by Houston. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge surprise. I remember I was um, – uh, I was writing a check, a physical check. It was my final payment on the pool that I had just had uh, built at my house. I was like Clark Griswold, except kind of in reverse. I had just finished paying for the pool. I was writing the check when my landline rang. That'll give you an indication of the the year. And... uh, on the landline was Tom Coughlin telling me that they were putting my name in the expansion draft. Well, that's fine because swimming pools always appreciate over yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> the, the thought I had in that very moment was like, boy, I did not, I did not gain a single thing on this, that's on like the resale. something like, out of an episode of Ballers. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like an educational. It was like, hey, by the way, that's why I tell guys all the time, you know, like as far as. You're purchasing your home as a pro athlete. A lot of these guys got they. One thing they don't understand. I didn't live in a huge place or anything. It was a reasonable pool. Yeah. But they don't understand the maintenance costs on these man- yes. mansions. Like, and if you're buying your mom a mansion, yeah. and she definitely doesn't need it. Like, congratulations, you just saddled her with like twenty five thousand a year in, in all kinds of property taxes, maintenance, taxes, everything else. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. All right. So these, when Dom Capers was hired in two thousand one, here are the other coaches that were hired. Seth, are any of these the one that got away? Okay. And keep in mind, this is for the Texans, so it's a, <laughs> like who would have been better for an expansion team than yeah. Dom Capers? These are the coaches that got hired: Butch Davis, Browns. No. Dick Vermeil, Chiefs. How did he go with the Chiefs in that go round? He was... he left the Rams and went to the Chiefs. I don't remember the machinations. Yeah, it wasn't. Of the whole yeah, thing. Okay. Uh, Greg Williams, Bills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Herm Edwards, Jets. Uh, okay, he had some 
success. Right? Marty Morningwig Lions. Okay, I'm not regretting that. And Marty Schottenheimer, but the oh. the janky Washington version of Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, like he had, they had that year like where they were like the Jaguars where they started off yeah. uh, one and seven, but then somehow almost made the playoffs. Do you feel like things are any better over the next four years significantly with any no, of those guys I just named? I, I think that was, you know what, ultimately if that was the competition, now obviously there were some guys perhaps that you could have explored or something that, but that weren't hired, but um, no, I don't think you missed out to an extreme degree on any of those guys. Yeah. I think that Dom, Dom is like a lot of times what you can ask for from an NFL head coach. The lowest bar that's hard to get is that he ran a tight ship. Yeah. You know, I think there was discipline. Um, guys were it, – it wasn't like there was a toxic culture or anything. So, no, I think that was a, that was a good hire. 2006, you were on the team at this point. Um, you were on the team for a few years. They fired Dom Capers, and they end up hiring Gary Kubiak. Here are the other coaches that were hired – in other places, hmm. Sean Payton, Saints, yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have worked out. Um, wouldn't have had Drew Brees. Um, Mike McCarthy, Packers. Mm-hmm. Herm Edwards again, Chiefs. So this is the second time Herm Edwards has been hired somewhere where the Texans were in the in the market. Brad Childress, Vikings. Oh. Brad Childress, the he is the the Daniel Jones version of an NFL head coach. I was like, I just, I, I can't see you in this role. Yeah, it's like the Daniel face. Jones. I'm just kind of like, you look too nervous. Brad Childress looked a little too much like the, maybe like the guy your aunt dated uh, when before she left the Midwest yep. or something. Yeah. Eric Mangini, Jets. Yeah, you know, you know, Brad Childress always reminded me of. I felt like he worked in an office that had like the 1970s dark laminate wood panel. Yes, you know. Like that, he 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 worked in a a trailer that had the the laminate wood panel, a copier the size of a frigidaire, like that kind of thing. Like Definitely a uh, no sleeves dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. short sleeves, not nerdy, but also yeah, tie clip. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. The only guy that would date your aunt. Right, right, right. Eric Mangini, Jets. Scott <laughs> Lena, Scott Linehan, Rams. God, I barely remember him. Art Shell, Raiders Part Two. That didn't go well. Dick Duran Bills. I forgot about the Dick Duran Bills era. Rod Man. Marinelli Lions. Whew. Oh. Okay, so Sean Payton, Mike McCarthy, those are the two big ones. Those were good You'd hires. have to wonder, okay, um, what did – if Gary Kubiak had gone to the Saints and had Drew Brees, or if Gary Kubiak had gone to the Packers – and had Aaron Rodgers, I think they could have easily had the same success. Yes, I think so. So too. I think that's a, the right time, right place for those three guys. And um, I, so I don't feel like I, I don't feel like they missed out on Gary Kubiak no. um, or, by, or missed out by not hiring those other guys. Yep, I, I would I would agree. Now there will be people who argue Sean Payton. I know they will, mostly because he's in the news right now. But the last one we'll do here is the Bill O'Brien hire. When Bill O'Brien was hired in 2014 – here were the other coaches that were hired. Embrace yourselves. As angry as you guys get, and I've gotten at Bill O'Brien, it's mostly at the GM Bill O'Brien, here were the other coaches in that hiring class. Mike Zimmer, Vikings. Okay. Lovey's- Mike Zimmer and Bill O'Brien, in a lot of respects, you know, were, I, had, had like pretty much identical careers. As Very similar, yes. Yeah. Very similar. Just Zimmer's a defensive guy, O'Brien's an offensive guy. But their head coaching careers are mirror images. Lovey Smith, Buccaneers. <laughs> Uh, who, by the way, interviewed with the Texans in that cycle. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt, Titans. Oh, that didn't go well. Who also interviewed with the Texans in that cycle. Yeah. Mike Pettin, Cleveland Browns. God. 
And that was like uh, Mike Patton was like the sixth, their sixth choice, wasn't he? Yeah, they were turning into the Browns at that. That was the year they couldn't they couldn't get anybody to accept the job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Caldwell, Lions, actually wound up doing a decent job with the Lions. Jim Caldwell, Jay Gruden, Washington. Oh. You could argue that as a head coach, O'Brien's the most successful out of all these guys. That's a bad class right there. <laughs> How was Gruden doing until he got caught? Did they ever figure out whether that actually was Jay Gruden sitting on the ground talking to that girl? Oh, the, I don't uh, know. I don't did know. Did you never see that? I, I, I vaguely know what you're talking about. It was like Jay Gruden out, outside. A guy that looked like Jay Gruden outside some club talking to a Woman that looked like she maybe was either emotional or had a few, uh, just just sitting down on the ground like you do when you're you know 21 and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I gotta go. Probably went home up. and fired off some emails on his BlackBerry. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go look that up. You know, it's, it, that that class is a weird thing because O'Brien probably had the most success. He or Zimmer had the most success out of any of those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven coaches hired in that cycle. And yet, yeah. I feel like the Texans, in the long run, would have been better off hiring any of those other guys because O'Brien never would have become the general manager of the football team. O'Brien, the general manager of the football team, is a huge reason why the team is in the space it's in right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a very good. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, we knew it would be headed off. O'Brien, it was. Uh, it's curious with O'Brien because, for one. Many of those years, the AFC South was particularly weak. They did well in a couple of years where the AFC South was strong too, though. I mean, but they were competitive teams. It was the, it was his inability to either coexist with or be a GM himself that was his ultimate doing it. Yeah, I think. I think honestly, they would have. I like the McNairs. It's it's ironic that there's this notion that the Texans, you know, make these quick decisions on coaches all the time because Kubiak and uh, O'Brien were there forever, and and a lot of people thought that they were given too long a leash. Rick Smith, a lot of people thought was given too long a leash or too much leeway. Um, so that's only a recent occurrence that that this reputation has come about. All right, Carlos Correa, uh, Ari Alexander from Channel Two actually caught up with Carlos Correa, and he gave some insight as to how he landed with this Twins deal and kind of how he's looking at the future with this new deal he got from the Twins. We will have that for you next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, saw this clip on Twitter yesterday. Ari Alexander at Channel 2 caught up with Carlos Correa. Carlos kind of laid out how he arrived at his six-year deal with Minnesota Okay. Did you hear this, Seth? Yet? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you've got that look on your face because I, I thought maybe I had to, like hadn't gotten enough sleep or something. Oh God. See, see if you can help me follow exactly what he's saying. Okay. I'm sure it makes sense. I just it was too early this morning and I couldn't follow it at all. I listened to it three times yesterday to go. Is he saying what I think he's saying? Like, look, I'm not gonna. Okay. You know what? I don't want to taint Let's, the listener. Yeah. Let's just yeah. play it and you, we can always play it again if we want to. Here was Carlos Correa on winding up in Minnesota with a six-year deal. The way I see it is, you know, um, if I can finish these 10 years with the Minnesota Twins and, you know, um, finish 10 years of the contract, then it will be okay, 10 on, years. Let me, pause, pause. Let me, let me set it up better. 
when he refers to 10 years, it's a six-year guarantee with Minnesota with options, team options, vesting options for another four after that. But it's not. But they are team options where, like, he'd have to earn those. They'd have to. They have the right. It's pretty team friendly. He doesn't control those four it's years. A, it's a ten year deal they get, but without having to guarantee any of it or anything. And they could just say like, "Oh yeah, you're you're good still. Okay, you're with us." Yeah, for, it's, for it's years, pretty nice for years seven through ten. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice for the team. Yep, it is. So, so the, just when he's referring to the ten years, he's talking if the deal gets maxed out, and at yeah. max, it would be a two hundred and seventy million dollar deal if it goes all ten years. Okay, yeah. go ahead. The way I see it is, you know, um, if I can finish these ten years with the Minnesota Twins, and you know, um, finish ten years of the contract, then it will be eleven years at three hundred five. So I would say that's a pretty good deal for free agency um, since I hit it last year. So. You know, also, uh, I was a bit concerned about the 13 years. Uh, you know, my son will be 14 at the time, and uh, my plan going to the off season was eight years, uh, nine years, and uh, you know, then turning time for 11. So the market completely changed, and uh, things were doing more years, less AAB. Um, but you know, I'm happy I get to now decide when I want to stop playing or if I want to keep playing um, after six years. So um, you know, I'm just gonna focus right now on the work that I'm doing and uh, make sure I'm ready for the next at least six years, and so on. Okay, this is classic Carlos Correa. First of all, when he says, if I do all 10 years, it'd be 11 years, what he means is it'd be 11 years with Minnesota, including last yeah. season, for a total of $305 million. And he says, that's a pretty good deal for free agency? Like, uh-huh, like elbowing? Which, huh? which is basically saying, that, like, sure, it would be a good deal if they just promised me all that money up yeah. front. But... If I actually earn it, then I'll have the pride of knowing I earned it. That I earned so. it. And, and by the way, they didn't give you an 11-year, $305 million deal. You got a you got a, a deal with a bunch of options, yeah. left, tried to go to two other teams who yeah. flunked your physical, and then yeah. you came back to Minnesota on a deal that's clearly not a guaranteed it's, 10-year deal. Like, it's a six-year deal. It's a, Just like with the deal he signed with Minnesota last year, it was a one-year deal. Yeah, It's like for all intents and purposes, what you have to look at is the guaranteed money. It's a six-year deal, except that... He doesn't have the true option of becoming a free agent at the end of those six years. Right. Well, yeah, no, yeah. The, the team controls the variable right. years and all this. Yeah. So that was funny. And then he makes it sound, Seth, this is what I heard. And I don't know if this, he made it sound like, well, I was looking for eight or nine years, and then Trey Turner gets 11, so the market changed. So it turned into 13 years with a lower AAV, which is average annual value. I mean, this dude yeah. is so which, dialed which, into which, the terms. He, yeah. This is what I think. He makes it sound like he's being held at gunpoint to add five years to the deal. Which, again, it, it turns into – it was pretty clear with the length of that deal that it was all about the guaranteed money. Yes. So that's where the that's where the, the six-year deal um, being actually what he wanted and it, it is what he wanted. And then the, the worst – the very, very, very worst and, like, the most egregiously BS part of it was when he acted like – if he had signed any of those other deals, he would have been unable to walk away after six years. Right, um, right, right. It's like, dude, no, there's no sign. Like in football, you get a signing bonus. So if you retire, sometimes you have to pay back a prorated portion of that signing bonus. In baseball, it's a guaranteed salary year by year. If you want to retire, you just retire. Yes. It's as simple as that. Yes. So no, no, no. When, when, he's, when, when Carlos – and I look, I'm not mad about this. I just think it's hilarious that this dude is so caught up in what the total money of the deal is that he's getting. Yeah. When he's talking about the total money of the deal, he treats it like a 10-year deal. When, pe- when, when he's having to address the fact that it's really only a six-year deal, then it's beneficial to him because it keeps his options open. Well, he can go do is- something else if he wants <laughs> to go do it. You know, like it's a, it's a little glimpse into. 
I think, honestly, the psychology of negotiating with an NFL player. Because in the NFL, where there's so much money that isn't guaranteed, and yet egos are sometimes wrapped up in the total dollar amount, the average per year, all those things that a lot of times, and this happens with, used to happen a lot more with quarterbacks. Now things are getting a little bit more straightforward because people have gotten more savvy about saying, like, okay, how much is the guaranteed money? No, the real guaranteed money. Not the, uh, like, the guaranteed for injury or the option or anything like that, the real guaranteed money. But there is an, there is an element of massaging people's egos, and if a guy wants to feel like he's the highest-paid player, well, then let's let's give him the same deal, but let's massage it a little to make it look like, in some respect, of like the 12 different metrics you can use to judge a contract, let's make sure one of those things says that he's the highest paid player. It really does feel like Carlos's self-worth is wrapped up in whatever the total value of his contract is. I feel bad for him because, I mean, he gambled on himself and lost. You know, and like it's hard to say lost because he's still making an ungodly. He's going to wind up making three hundred million dollars over the life of his career. Probably. Well, and it's uh, how much guaranteed right now is one hundred two hundred. It's six 200. years, two hundred. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's not he lost by making two hundred million guaranteed. Right. But as far as as far as gambling on himself, and I think having a certain vision of himself and what he's worth. That, that's a little bit of an ego hit. It's so weird, I get, yes. It's it's weird to say this, but he's probably yeah. a little embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, <is> crazy. Two hundred million. <laughs> that's a tough. That's a the guy who handled it the best ever was John Riggins, who who he held out an entire year, Sean. And when he came back, they asked him why he came back, and uh, instead of giving some Carlos Correa circuitous answer about uh, some kind of nonsense, he just flat out said, uh, I was broken, I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that was, He's honest that was about pretty it. much it. Right, yeah. right, Those right. were different times, you know. He was, yeah, I wonder if Riggins, Riggins probably had some money squirreled away. I don't think he was completely broke. Yeah. Although he lived a pretty wild lifestyle. I, he, he lived a wild lifestyle, but it didn't, like, wild, but was it extravagant? You know what I mean? Like, right, he lived... I know there was one year like when he was making money and not broke that he was living in a trailer right. at the practice facility. Yeah. Like, he was just kind of... It was different back then. Guys weren't making that, that bleep you kind of money to where, you know, they weren't planning on living the rest of the... So guys lived pretty... Cause they just didn't have the money to burn through, you know? Yep. Um, trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Uh, trailer Wheel and Frame! 5080. Man, y'all hate y'all some Carlos. No, I don't... No, I don't hate him at all. I find him... I find him fascinating. That, like, I don't how, hate him. He's uh, dead to me. He's right, yeah. right, right. No. You don't hate every person that's dead to you. They're just dead to you. Right. Yeah. I just. Well, I just find it. I find him fascinating. Like how dialed in he is on the math of everything. Like how he can recite chapter and verse, and and a long answer to a question about how he wound up in Minnesota turns into well, if I go to the end of the ten and you add the one, it's eleven over three hundred five, which is hey, that's still pretty good. But I realize that. I was going to go eight or nine years, and then Trey Turner got 11, so I had to go 13, but my son's going to be 14. So really, it's a six-year deal. Well, it's not even like – it's good that he's dialed in on the math. It's him trying to sell it like it's something that it's not. Right. And that's where – this is the part Annoying. of this, – This is the part of Correa that was always a little bit A-Rod-ish, you know, where there was something about him that, you know, okay, like the conspicuous mound visits and all of this. Like, I, I get it, Carlos. It's, that's great. Good for you. But like, don't don't sit there and uh, pee on my shoes and tell me it's raining. Right? Like it was a bad deal. Like you got you know, say you got screwed. Even just to say like, yeah, it wasn't it? Didn't work out the way I thought it would. I like, frankly, I thought the physical was overblown. But yeah, it is what it is. And it, it, 
Things happen for a reason. Here I am. Yep. Things ha- that's the best way. That's the best way to make it look like you don't care about something you deeply care about. Yep. You say, well, hey, things happen for the reason. It, it, the cherry on top is if you say the Lord has a plan. That, uh, that generally like shirks off a whole lot of other people. Yeah. And then there you go. On about your merry way and uh, you know, stack up your Carlos stack likes- up. Yeah. Carlos likes to take out that fire hose and just hit you in the face with numbers, man. That's what he that, that's his way of diffusing the situation. Fine. It's eleven years for three oh five, Carlos. Fine. Okay. You beat me into submission. Um what exactly is wrong with Russell Wilson? Um, there's many things. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but um can Sean Payton fix them? And is Denver now the leader in the clubhouse to land Sean Payton? That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 